Welcome back. It's Tom Bell here. So excited to have you here for another episode. And on today's show, I have Keith Abraham, global keynote speaker, virtual presenter, keynote speaker of the year, all-round great guy and absolute legend. Uh, Keith, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tom. Absolute delight hanging out with you for the next uh, little while. So thanks for the opportunity of being part of your podcast. Oh, gosh. You know, look, um, you you are, are very welcome and I'm so excited to have you here. I've I've come across you uh, a couple of times in corporate uh, and then, um, you know, part of the Professional Speakers Association um, yeah. and, and really have looked up to you, you know, really for years now. Um, I get to watch you on social media, super inspiring sort of stuff. Um, but for people who haven't yet come across you, uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, 25 years ago, I decided to become a professional speaker. In actual fact, 36 years ago, I got in, introduced to goal setting and at a leadership program. And, um, and, and let me tell you, Tom, I definitely wasn't a leader when I went to this program. You know, the only reason I was at that program is my boss said to me one day, uh, we want you to go on this leadership program. And I thought, oh, no, I don't really want to do that. And he said, you get a week off work with full pay. And I thought, you know what, maybe I am a leader. Um, and, uh, and that's how it all started. And I fell in love with goal setting. Never really heard of it before as a 24-year-old. Um, grew up on the farm, so we, we didn't talk about goals. We talked about trucks and tractors and horses and cattle. And, um, and 25 years ago, I decided to turn that passion into a profession. And so... You know, I've spoken to 1.6 million people in 39 different countries, uh, written five best-selling books now, published in 12 different languages, and and never ever thought that that would have been possible uh, from someone who was a um, who was a weed inspector at the local council. Um, so mm. you know, mm. so that's transitioned, and and these days, as you said before, um, you know, keynote speaker of the year, educator of the year, Nevin Award winner. CSP, all that sort of stuff from a speaking industry. But what's been really, um, really been neat for me, uh, and has just been so humbling, has been um, that uh, my clients uh, return. You know, like ninety. The stats tell us that ninety-six percent of our clients use me a second time. Thirty-four um, percent of my clients have used me every year for more than ten years in a row. And when we talk about clients, we talk about Lexus and Toyota and Mercer and uh, Gallagher Bassett and large corporates who've got, you know, an opportunity to work with anybody anywhere in the world. And they've been so grateful they've chosen me. Mm, gosh, and there's so much to unpack there. I mean, you know, the, the thing is too, like you, you obviously have reinvented yourself for, and like identity. I don't know. It'd be interesting to know, um, you know, what you think plays a part in not only your success, but going from someone who might be, someone could be listening to this right now on the farm, feed up on the tractor, um, listening yeah. to the audio version, um, you know, just wishing to be somewhere else in life. And so for you to be able to take yourself from there, seize opportunities, uh, and to get to where you are now, even even where you are now, um, you are continually reinventing yourself and coming out with new um, things and, and adapting to you know yeah. COVID and all those sorts of different things. Like you are the master of reinvention in in a way that brings value from my perspective. Looking in, oh, look, thanks for that. I, I mean, you know, when COVID hit, so to put things into perspective, I speak at a hundred events a year, um, and whether they are a keynote presentation or a leadership program um, for the you know the top leaders of an organisation. Um, 
And when, you know, when COVID hit, I mean, like n none of us, you know, knew, never ever thought of, that it would, this pandemic would affect us in the way it has. But um, I'd never delivered a virtual presentation before. And, and I've got to tell you, um, so 70 of my conferences got cancelled in 10 days. Wow. And, and I wish I could tell you that I, you know, that I was brave and bold at the time, but I've got to tell you, I rocked backwards and forwards in the corner for a bit. I had a big long mm. drink for a couple of days. Um, and then I thought, oh, I better learn how to do virtual. And I spent 40 hours of research saying, what does virtual look like and how do I adapt it? Because the underlying, the underlying theme that I had when, uh, when COVID first hit was, uh, this is not a, this is not a, a pandemic to go through, this is one to grow through. Mm. And just having that as a bit of a philosophy and a mantra, um, I learned virtual. And, you know, now, you know, in that year, so in that, in 2020, I delivered 135 presentations, 101 were virtual, and, um, and 34 of them were in person early in the year before COVID had hit. And, um, and you know, since then, you know, this has been my world, you know, uh, I'll give, I'll give you the quick, you know, the, the quick tour, you know, so, you know, I, I, I work here, I can, you know, work with slides, I can, you know, I can, you know, talk to people on a flip chart or whatever it needs to be. I can, you know, put a, um, I can put a message on screen, I can do, you know, all sorts of things to, to, to make it engaging. Because, um, you know, now, Oh, look, some of my colleagues didn't do this, but I just thought, you know what, this is going to be around for a little while and 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 it's going to hang around for a little while still, as in not so much COVID, but the whole process of people wanting to do business with, um, you, know, in a, you know, in a virtual leadership or program or whatever it might be, a presentation. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, you, you adapt because you have to uh, or you're made to. And, uh, and I think that was probably the case for me. I was made to do it differently because before that, you know, if somebody said, oh, you know, could you come and present to us? Sure, where is it? When is it? You know, is, is, do I have time? Um, you know, I, I traveled, you know, I traveled every week and I, uh, but more importantly, I traveled at least every month overseas somewhere. Um, mm. Yeah. So well, you, know, you must have seen a lot. You must have really seen a lot. Like uh, what I love is that you seem to say yes to, and and the you know again, it's probably like it's tricky because I'm super biased. Like I'm I'm a huge fan of yours, but um, that also comes off the back of how you've treated me. Uh, not only um, you know I won a free book in the very first time I saw you, uh, which was which was cool. Um, I think I wrote a bucket list of a hundred things in two minutes or something, and um, yeah. with a, I think it was a bucket list activity that we did. But um, then you know how you invited me along to the Professional Speakers Association and how you're willing to give me all tips and give me your time. For someone who's like as busy as you are, uh, you really do go out of your way from, from my perspective to, to bring value to everyone that you're meeting and you're so present. It's like with all that going on, it's not like you're somewhere else. You are in the moment all the time from what I'm seeing, which is pretty remarkable. Like how is it yeah. that you've come to be so present? That's a, you know what, a, a couple of things there. Um, firstly, um, when I first started in this industry, somebody gave me their time for free. So I've just always thought about you got to pay it forward and you got to pay it back. And 
And so I've just, whenever anybody asks me about the industry or, or whatever, I'm always happy to share. Because, you know, firstly, I love the industry and I, and I, love, the, 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 I love the business of speaking. You know, I wrote a book about this called The Million Dollar Speaker Playbook, um, just about to launch a, a coaching program for people who want to get on more stages and, and just help people, um, you know, transition from, from taking their expertise or their, their IP and, and turning it into something that's, uh, that they can leverage and scale. And so, you know, when I've, I've been fortunate, people have uh, helped me along the way. And, and I think from the present point of view, I, I've never stopped learning. I have, I, you know, I, I, yesterday I was down the Gold Coast catching up with a mentor of mine that I see every month. And then I have another mentor that I see every month for something else. And then I have another mentor that I have lunch with, who's a, a wise old sage that has been a client of mine and then has become a, a, a phenomenal sounding board. And I think if you're always learning, you're growing. And, and if you're always growing, you know, you're always evolving because the world around us is evolving. And I just thought if I wanted to be relevant, relatable, um, then I needed to make sure that AI continue to, to develop myself and, and that piece around being present. You know, I've learned that along the way. Um, and the piece around just, you know, adapting and modifying and, and helping other people along the way, I think that's just, that floats my boat. I get just as much out of that mm. um, than, than anything else. I love it. And so, like, from your perspective, what would you um, say is your definition of success? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. You know, like there's lots of definitions, but I, I think doing the work that you love with the people that you love, like, and enjoy being around, feeling like I'm making uh, a difference and, and an impact with those people and providing a great lifestyle for me and my family. Mm. Uh, family is very important. I'm, been married to Christine this year will be 30 years and we've been business partners for 25 years uh, in the business that we started 25 years ago. And I have two daughters, 24 and 21, who are uh, passionate, uh, strong young women. Um, and I take great pride in, in that they, uh, you know, we've got a phenomenal relationship with those girls, uh, with both those girls, both almost identically opposites but they're they but they just got this wonderful um you know they'll sit down with me and say dad i need a goal setting session or you know dad can you you know can you give us the guidance you know or i'm thinking about doing this and and so yeah so that definition around making sure i provide a great lifestyle and a, and be a living example for them is definitely the definition of success for me because mm, that's the so legacy yeah, and you've you've achieved like and continue to achieve massive um, things like in in your professional life, uh, and then that tying back into that presence piece where you are still there for family and that plays such a big part. Um, you know, obviously for you, uh, it could you know it's not I suppose nothing's guaranteed, but you being able to um, be so focused on passion in your professional life to be able to then have like an incubator at home where you are, you know, growing passionate individuals, but that hasn't, that has had to have come with a conscious effort. Uh, and obviously it sounds like it's tied to your core values to be there for family. Yeah. Look, it, it is a conscious effort and I wish I could say I was perfect at it, but, um, you know, I noticed something in my eldest daughter just recently, you know, she started her own business and, and I, and I just said that, you know what, you, you got to, 
you know, you got to take a bit of time to go and smell the roses and and just, you know, because she's just focused and disciplined and, you know, like just 100% on it. And I go, you know, she and, and her comment back to me was, but Dad, that's, you know, that's how you've gotten ahead. And I went, oh, you know what, but, but now in hindsight, oh, I could have done it so much differently and so much smarter. So mm. I, I don't know if I'm... We're definitely a work in progress, and and I think uh, in a few ways, mate, I'm a bit of a flawed individual as well. You know, I'm still uh, working on things in my own life to to just you know keep on coming that back to that true north uh, mm. for all of us because it's so easy to get distracted or go down a couple of dry gullies that are just um, that just lead us nowhere. Mm, and gosh, there's a there's a definite humbleness there as well, like you know. But it is good to know that that you're um, at your point and you're still working on things. That you know, if if it is the person that's you know trying to grow a podcast or the person with his feet up on the yeah. tractor, that we're all in that same boat. Where if you actually yeah. just make a concerted concerted effort to grow where you should go, not where yeah. somebody else thinks you should, but where your internal compass is pointing you, um, then then life is is always going to be somewhere that something that you can enjoy because you're enjoying the journey to where you are yeah. growing to. And I, and I think that's the point as well. It's like what gives, you know, what generates happiness, joy, love for you? I mean, you know, there's things you can do to generate money. I mean, that's, you know, you know, that's, that, that's easy. Uh, it's not the easiest thing to do, but it's easy compared to then identifying well what what generates uh, joy, love, and happiness. And, and you know, I, I have you know, it gets to a point where you sort of you you have to sort of stop and go, okay, am, is this going to give me joy? Is it going to give me love? Is it going to give me happiness? Is, is it um, you know, and and making sure that that's the true north for you as well. Because there's lots of things you can do, and and I get you know, and I've done it. I, I, you, you do something because it, there's a high payoff to it. It's not the stuff that you love, but it it, it serve, serves a purpose. I, I just think that there's often I talk to people and they're doing things they absolutely hate, mm. um, and they will tell you that they hate it, but they're not prepared to do anything different, um, um, or you know, and and it, and you know what, I often say passion fits in a two category categories Tom you either go and do the things you love to do and you earn an income from it or you go and earn an income so you can go and do the things you love to do and I see often with people is they're doing things to generate an income but um but they then go and whinge about about it or or they're still not pursuing their passion and so Mm. I just think geez life's just too short well, you're you know, too what? tired. You're too. A lot of people are too oh, tired. They've spent all their yeah. they spend all their energy doing something they hate, and yeah, and, that's right. You know, and then they spend money maybe on things that they think might make them happy because of advertising and whatever else. And Correct. all of a sudden, that new rug in the lounge room doesn't you know, doesn't bring you happiness. So. No, and 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 you know, and what and, and what's happening at the moment in with people is people feel flat, they feel fatigued, and they feel fried, and and it's because a lot of them are not. Um, they're not on purpose. Um, they're not, you know, uh, I, people say to me, if you can never ever use the word passion ever again, I've written three books around the topic of passion, uh, performance and direction. And if they said, if you can never ever use the word passion ever again, what would, you know, I'd, too easy, I'd just replace it with the word energy because you want to hang around. You know, how do you know when you hang around negative people? Simple, you feel a lot better after you left them. 
And so this is about making sure that you, you whatever you're doing in life, um, that at some stage it is energising or re-energising you to go through the crud, the crap or the, or the challenge um, moving forward. So um, I just, you know, and I, and I think some people, they just haven't quite, they haven't quite picked up on that yet. Absolutely love that. And, you know, you've mentioned goal setting, you've mentioned like a ton of, um, you know, great things already, but, uh, you know, from, from your perspective, uh, it'd be interesting for you to tell me more about the impact of knowing your goal driver profile, because I know that's something yeah. that you're, yeah, you're thank big on. You. Yeah. So, um, so I, you know, so I mentioned 25 years ago, I started talking about goal setting and about, um, you know, 17 years ago, I just got curious. I just went, you know, how do we help people get from point A to point B faster, easier, and sooner? Because, you know, Tom, what's the opposite of that? Um, slower, harder, never. You know, and so I got curious and said, well, what would accelerate? What would accelerate the process? What would accelerate us from going from point A to point B? And then, uh, about nine years ago, I started a research project which looked at what drives people, what are the desires that are at the top of people's lists that they want to achieve. Um, what is, you know, what's the roadblocks that slow people down? And then uh, four years ago, uh, so a massive amount of research. And then four years ago, I started working on a diagnostic tool. So I worked with a psychometric specialist, a, uh, a statistical analysis guru, and we launched in February this year a diagnostic tool called Goal Driver. And Goal Driver is the ability to understand exactly what drives you. Um, what is the emotion? Because unless you have an emotional, mental and physical connection to your goal, you'll never truly be compelled, connected and committed to it. And why do we need to be compelled, connected and committed to the goal? So we are prepared to do the uncomfortable, the inconvenient and the unknown. Because on the other side of the uncomfortable, the inconvenient and the unknown um, is what you really want. Um, often say to people, you know, um, if it was easy, we'd all be Olympians. But, you know, people who have ever achieved anything great, both personally, professionally, financially, have always decided to do something that was uncomfortable, inconvenient and unknown to them. And to be able to do that, you need to know what drives you. So there are eight drivers, um, people, uh, and, and it's based around an emotion and an avatar or a persona around what we've recognised is that there are 135 different emotions you can experience as an adult. 64 of them are positive. Of the 64, they break down into what I call eight goal drivers. And so I've created a, a diagnostic tool that your listeners and viewers are, are welcome to go online and do their own free snapshot as a, um, and then if they want the whole report. So if I can just um, you know do this, and if you can't see this, if you're listening as you're walking along in the gym or driving or whatever, I'm just going through one of the snapshots that we share with people is this overview of what are the 12 insights around 
your goal driver. And if you want to, you can always upgrade and, and get the 46 page report, you know, 20 pages of insights. And from those insights, what it does, Tom, is it gives you um, 135, sorry, it gives you um, 24 uh, tools, 36 performance accelerators, and it gives you, provides you with 135 different insights into what, excel, you know, what, uh, how to achieve your goals faster, easier, sooner. How, what are the roadblocks you need to remove? What are the full fears that you've got? What are the, what do you want, desire in a role? How do you best contribute, add value to a team? Um, what are the, of the 24 different daily habits that you can have, what are the three that are best specifically for you? And so it's really powerful that people have not only an awareness, but they also then have a strategy on how to remove the roadblocks, how to accelerate their performance, on, on how to achieve their goals faster, easier, and sooner. And so if your listeners would like to access their goal driver snapshot, they just go to mygoaldriver.com and put in their name and their email address. It takes about five to seven minutes to answer 10 sets of questions and, uh, and out, will pop a, um, out will pop their snapshot. Mm. And if they're really into it, uh, what will happen is they'll get, they can get access to their full profile. They don't have to do it again. They just click on the upgrade button and pay the $87 and away they go. Wow. It must be interesting from, from your perspective to have gone all of these years helping people all around the place, you know, from, from keynote, virtual, all, all the different places, but to, are you running into people again later or hearing stories of oh. how this stuff is really impacting oh, yeah. and then helping change their lives? Like what's that oh. been like? That's been, that, that's been one of the great gifts that I've been given. Uh, and the great gift has been hearing from people. Like I got an email from a guy in uh, Virginia in the US, saw me in 2019. This is a beautiful story. A guy called Mark uh, got a lovely email from him and he said, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, and, he, and he said, I saw you in 2019 in Sacramento in California. And that, I know that conference because it was, um, I spoke seven and a half thousand people uh, at this event. Um, signed some books at the at the end of it, and and he came up and he purchased uh, my focus book, and um, and we had a little bit of a chat, and he said, you know, I've always had this this high school dream. So this is a guy that is uh, then was what uh, 2019. Um, what are we talking four four um, three years ago now? Um, he said always had a goal to be a um, high school goal to become a lawyer, uh, attorney and uh, of law. And he said, uh, I said, I've just written that down. Now this guy's, well, this guy's now 50. So he would have been 47 or 46 at the time. Um, and, uh, and, you know, one of the things he wrote down was to become this lawyer. Well, guess what? You know, he's, he's achieved that goal. And that was one of his goals that he wrote down because he'd seen me pr prior to that conference and he did what you've done, uh, Tom, you know, wrote down his list of 100 goals to achieve. Yeah, you know, you think of him, he's sitting amongst the kids that are 18, 19, 20, and he's 40 years old um, as a, you know, as a student in a you know, law school. 
and was able to achieve that just purely and simply by doing that activity that we, that he'd seen me present. And then he saw me live and he said, I just, the other goal he said that I've achieved, Keith, he said, I wrote down that my wife and I wanted to buy a condo on this, uh, on this lake um, in our, you know, in, in the state of Virginia where, where, uh, where they live. And he said, we thought it would take us about four years. He said, he said just by writing it down, and being focused on it, he said, we've achieved it in 18 months. And I think, you know, when you hear stories like that, when you hear stories of a, a lady on the Gold Coast who wrote down in one of my list of 100, uh, you know, wrote down 100 things you want to do in your lifetime. Um, and she said, I've, I've ticked everything off. That was seven years ago, Keith. I've ticked everything off, including building this log cabin uh, on the top of Mount, you know, on Springbrook. Uh, you know, in Queensland here, and and you just go, that stuff just floats my boat, Tom. It just really, it really just brings a smile to my face because you go, wow. You Do you know? think that that's a thing? Do you feel like, um, you know, that life is long? Like it's not for everybody, and you know people don't even make it into the world or they do and they're only here a few minutes right like but yeah. but life is kind of long and, and technological advances medical advances all of those sorts of things you know you might live to 100 my, like my nana's 102 right now i'm hoping that maybe, yeah, maybe wow. i could interview her but you know it, it, it do from your perspective is it it's just is it never too late like at any time you can just sort of turn the switch on and go yeah, look, I've got a mate of mine speaking mate of mine jack daly who's a great mate and a great mentor of mine and so Jack is um, 70, he's 76, 76. He, you know, he just completed, he, he's just completed his last marathon um, in the last couple of months. So he's now done a marathon in every state of the US. He's competed in an Ironman on every continent in the world, including qualifying for Kona. And get this, he was 45 years of age. Now, that's not old, but he was 45 years of age and he took up Ironman, didn't know how to swim. Mm. And, but he, he decided that that was one of the things he was going to do. And, and uh, just am amazing, amazing that we often think that, you know, it's people get to 60 and, and they're old. And in essence, it's, it's, it's how you feel. It's how it's what you've got to look forward to. Look, I, I share two stories with you, Tom. One is I was walking um, 2018. I was going to a meeting with a client in Sydney, and uh, we walked through their office. And you know, of course, you know the, the the conference room is in that corner over there, looking over the Harbour Bridge or whatever. And and you walk in there and. You're walking through the, the bullpen, so to speak. Everyone's at their cubicles. And there was this one guy at a desk, and in front of him he had one of those old um, sort of calendars, you know, the the you know, the tear off the 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 month type of thing, you know, big mm -hmm. count. But every uh, box had a red cross through it. And I went, Oh, that's you know, that's that's interesting. What what is that? I wonder, is that like you know, that's we got to sail that day, or you know, I took my tablets that day. Well, you know, what is it? And I said to the, I said to the client, I said, oh, you know, that um, that guy back there, you know, what's what's his story? Oh, yeah, I won't use his name. Let's call him Larry. You know, Larry. Oh, Larry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, what's the what's the crosses through the calendar? And he said, um, 
he puts a cross through every day that he gets closer to retirement. And I go, oh, okay. okay. Mm. I mean, that's, there's a focus for you. Um, I said, how long has he got to go? Oh, he's got three years to go. A thousand more crosses. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, if you hate it that much, if you hate it that much, firstly, you're probably turning up and you're a bit disengaged and you're probably a bit gnarly and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and you know, why wouldn't you go to your boss and sort of say, and, and he'd been there for a while, so it wasn't that, you know, just join type of thing. Why wouldn't you go to your boss and say, you know what, I'm not engaged. I sort of don't like it. I can't wait to get out of here. I get exceptionally excited when there's a long weekend uh, you know, because I can put I can put three crosses in one day. You know, beauty. Um, well, when you go to your boss and say, "Let's do, let's do a deal," I'm gonna I'm gonna work from home, or you know, or, or pay me out, or use me as a consultant, or just do something that puts a bit of joy uh, in your life. Um, you know, there's there's that, and and then there's you know the so that you know so we see people do that that. The, the, the other side of it is you've got people who are just so energized by the, by the work they do. Not to say it's not without challenges, but, but they know that on the other side of every challenge is a goal. And it's, it's often the goal beyond the goal that really is the reward for people. Um, you know, everyone talks about the journey and, and I often say it's the, you know, what's the goal beyond the goal? And the goal beyond the goal is often the feeling or the, the sense um, of what you gain from actually achieving the goal that you set out. And so I just think people have to, you know, look at their life in a way and sort of go, well, what, once again, we come back to, you know, what's going to give me joy? What's going to make me happy? What's going to, you know, um, what what's going to, you know, what do I love to do? And make sure I'm doing that because you are a, you know, the, life is, uh, you're right. Life is long. Life, and, and you can do. You can change anything. You can adjust anything. You can start something. You can do some things differently. You know, um, and and you want to live. You want to live a big life for, which creates a legacy. And I often say to people, Tom, you know, you know, a legacy is. Um, you know, what do you want to be remembered for? And how long do you want to be remembered for it? And so I'm not talking about changing the world or anything like that, but it's, it's you know, a legacy is, is doing the work that, once again, that you love, you know, do, doing things that you love to do, doing things that make a difference to the people who mean the world to you. And um, a legacy is something that, you know, lives on long after you're gone in the hearts and minds of the people who do truly mean the wealthy. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, the monument or the hospital with your name on it or anything like that, but it's, you know, my dad taught me, taught me work ethic. You know, my mum taught me the value of this. You know, what, what are we, what messages are we leaving, you know, kids or what characteristics are we leaving people? So we're all going to make a difference. The question is, what type of difference do you want to make? Mm, and I, I like to think of um, we are like rocks in a pond, you know, the, what's the ripples like from us? Yeah, um, yeah. You, you're kind of like rain on a pond with all of books and courses and, and all the different ripples that are heading in different directions. And so if someone's sitting here listening to this 
And they're thinking to themselves, like, yeah, it's, it sounds easy for you. I mean, you're Mr. Passion. You're you've gone to all these countries. Like, but but ultimately, do you feel like if you're if someone's here and they're stuck and they feel stuck and they're putting they're like looking at their desk like, oh my god, I've got the Larry calendar with the yeah, red crosses, right. right? You know, is it a case of then that you feel like maybe it's worthwhile them reaching out, read a book, take a course? Yeah. yeah. Look, if you feel like you're stuck, stale, and stagnant and maybe you're stuffed, um, you know, like if, if that's the case, then then all you have to do is make a decision. And then once you make a decision, take the first step. Don't, don't worry about the hundred steps that you have to take. Take the first step. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I probably didn't know it at the time, but it, as a 24-year-old, I was stuck. I was stuck in... You know, put it this way, mate, if I'd never gone to that camp, there's a fair chance that I'd still be working on the council 40 years later. Mm. And so um, it's if, you're, if you feel like you're stuck, stale, or stagnant, then say, you know, where, where do I start? Well, look, I think people firstly are doing the right thing by listening to your podcast mm. because, you know, that's – and if they take anything away from this is – is that you know what's the first step this first step is is sitting down and saying you know what what do i want to achieve either in the short term long term you know the 100 goals you want to do if you go to my website keithabraham.com there's a whole stack of free resources there so apart from you know the the link to mygoaldriver.com there's there's the 100 goal activity that you and i've talked about there's the the 20 goals in the next 12 months activity which is the COVID version of the 100 goals in a lifetime. Um, there's the 10 questions you should ask yourself to work out what your purpose is in life. There's the 12 questions you can ask yourself on clarifying what you're passionate about. There's um, strategies and videos. And if people want to log on to my blog that you mentioned before, I do a video blog every week. And, and there's just inspirational messages there about helping to you know, move people from where they are to where they really, really want to be. And so when you start doing things like that, all of a sudden you, you know, one door leads to another door and, and, and one step leads to another step. And, and you, you start to move yourself from being stuck, stale and stagnant to starting to go, um, I'm creating some progress. The, the greatest frustration that most people have is when they don't feel like they're making progress. And the easiest way to make progress is to take the first, easiest, smallest step. Because what you and I both know, Tom, is that procrastination defeats doubt. And if you look at it, um, you, you, the, the momentum cycle is you set a goal, you take action. From your action, you get a result. And from your result, your belief changes and and this spirals up it also can spiral down but this you know you set a goal you take some action you get a result all oh, that worked and your belief is oh maybe i can do this you know you know like all of a sudden you your belief increases in in that you feel like you're worthy you're deserving you're capable and and then all of a sudden you set some bigger or bolder or more braver or better goals and you take better bolder, braver action, you get better, bolder, braver results and your mm. belief and it spirals. And that's, and that's how you get it. You don't go from point A to point B in a single, 
you know, super person bound, you do it in micro easy steps. And the one thing I'd say to people listening is if you want to shift your belief, you have to change your language. There is an internal language pattern that runs in our head. And the internal language pattern is, is this, and, and it comes down to um, MI versus I am. So what people often are saying to themselves is, am I worthy? Am I deserving? Am I capable? Am I a good leader? Am I a good salesperson? Am I a good mum? Am I a good dad? Uh, am, I, am I a good son, a good daughter, a parent? You know, like, am I? Am I worthy? Am I deserving? Am I capable? Am I good enough? Am I enough? And we have to sh- change that internal. Because, by the way, the am I statement that goes through your head is one of questioning. And when you constantly question yourself, you create doubt. You diminish confidence and you create doubt. But if you can flick the switch and catch yourself out and say, I am, I am worthy, I am deserving, I am capable, I am good enough, I am enough, I am a good parent, I am a good leader. What you create is an affirmation and that affirmation when you repeat it over and over and over enhances your confidence and increases your belief. Makes sense to you? Yeah. And I feel like in a way, you know, you've mentioned energy before. So so that's almost like creating an inner energy. Correct. What do you think about then about um, not just your mind space? So so let's, we're harnessing our mind space. We've made a decision. We're, we're going to seek yeah. out. Uh, but then what about the outer energy? You know, like maybe clocking off on the news and, and you know, oh. those toxic people are around that are draining you, stepping sure. away from those. Like, yeah. do you think that that plays I a think, part as well? Yeah, 100% it does. I've been ultra con- um, conscious over the last um, 18 months to not watch any news, to not watch any commercial television. I, I think, you know, my personal opinion is it's, you know, it is just, um, you know, with everything that's happened in the world and COVID and everything like that, it, it, it truly is death, doom, destruction, disaster and despair. And look, if, if something terrible happens, I will find out about it. You cannot escape a conversation that somebody says, oh, did you hear about this war? <laughs> you know, the, the, you, you will hear that. But I'm really conscious of what I let near my mindset. I surround myself with positive people. Um, if I, You know, the negative people that, that creep in, you know, I just don't give them any oxygen. You know, I just don't... I. I Stay away from them. I, I, I just, uh, uh, you know, like I'm pleasant. I'm, I'm, you know, how best can I help him? You know, on the journey that a mate of mine, and and you know, love him dearly. Um, and I, I and he's just negative at the moment. So what I do is, okay, well, look, you know, do you want to change? Yes, I do. Okay, here's what I want you to do. If you really want to flip out of that, here's the first step. And so you're right. It's the um, I just surround myself with some great mentors. I surround myself with some great mates. Um, I look to do things that will lift me up, not tear me down. And I just make sure that I'm my best friend, not my worst enemy. Um, that, you know, the, the, it's really important that we have a strong mindset around self-love, um, self-love, self-esteem, self-confidence. You want to be your best friend, not your worst enemy. You want to be your best coach not your harshest critic. 
And so when people are beating up on themselves, it's either because of past programming or the environment they're in. Mm-hmm. Mm, this is brilliant. This is so good. I feel like a lot of value has been shared. And, and you know, from your perspective, is there any other tips or or hints or anything else? Um, you know, because we've shared a lot, but that you would, um, you know, if someone's sitting there and they want more success in their lives, anything else that you think that you would offer as a tip? Yeah. Look, I, you know, there's a couple of things. One is um, listen to podcasts. Um, you know, read inspirational. Um, books that'll help, you know, tactical books that'll help you become the best version of you, not the second best version of somebody else. Um, surround yourself with people who do lift you up. And, and if you can't find those people, find mentors that will help you on the journey moving forward. Um, the other thing I would say is make sure that you, you know, stop and reset the goals that are most important to you. And, and you know, the, you know, but without being too, you know, too much of a paid advertisement for myself. But, you know, I've been doing, I've been talking to people about setting and achieving goals for the last 25 years. I've spoken to 1.6 million people. I'm, there's, there's not a conversation I haven't had with somebody in the back of a room about how they get themselves, you know, how they achieve the goals they want to achieve or how do they the move from where they are to where they really want to be. And so there's a lot of resources on our website. So three things that I do, I'd log on to my blog, um, you know, it's a week, it's a, you know, once a week, uh, inspirational video. Um, second thing I do is I visit my website, which has got a whole stack of resources for free. And the third thing I do is really understand what is going to propel you forward and what's going to hold you back. And that's about going to mygoaldriver.com and doing the diagnostic, um, taking the five to seven minutes to answer the questions, really simple, and instantaneously you'll receive your report, which will give you an insight. And the people that have, a couple of thousand people have done it now uh, since uh, we launched it in February. The feedback we have is it's 89.3% accurate. And these are people who run their own business, that are employees, that are mum and dads, that are CEOs of a billion dollar business, and, and they just go, it's scarily accurate on how you can sum me up and, and give me some insights in how to move forward. And so I do those three things. Mm, that's excellent. Oh, gosh, look, honestly, I, I certainly appreciate that you've taken um, your, your time today to have a chat and, and provide so much value. Um, but again, you know, you've shared a, a few of the places where people can follow you. Are there any other social media handles or anywhere else that you'd want people to be able to follow along? Yeah, look, if, 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 so there's a few things. One is uh, uh, obviously KeithAbraham.com uh, is the website. Uh, mygolddriver.com is the, the website for the diagnostic, Gold Driver Diagnostic. Uh, they can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook um, or LinkedIn. Uh, that's Keith Abraham CSP. Um, you can do there. Uh, and the other thing there is if somebody's got a question or if somebody's got a, uh, you know, uh, you know, just send me an email, keith at keithabraham.com.au and um, and I'm happy to answer it. And if it's a bit complicated, I'll, I'll send you back a voicemail message or a quick video. Um, and if it's simple, I'll type you off a message and, um, and, you know, and, and that might help people just move from where they are to where they really want to be. So um, they're, they're probably the three best ways to, you know, and, and look at if people are, um, if, if people 
want to, you know, want to really accelerate themselves forward um, to the well, towards their goals. They want to achieve their goals faster, easier, and sooner. Just you know, tap into the blog because every week there's information there that will do exactly that. Um, that's the whole dedication of that particular blog. It's just about helping people achieve their goals faster, easier, and sooner. Keith, you are an absolute legend. This conversation has not disappointed at all. I really want to say a massive thank you for taking Thanks. the time to have a chat. That's cool, mate. Look, happy to. I love the work that you're doing, mate, and and love that you're putting a podcast out there. And just you know, you got such a big heart for people. And I think you know to you know I don't know too many people know that what goes into putting a podcast together. But you know, lining up interviews and getting the right people on and editing it and then uh, you know putting it out on different all the different uh, media platforms and but hats off to you mate for taking the time to add value to people's lives and yeah, and awesome. you'll you know you'll never know the lives you've changed by doing this um, but know this is that you make a difference in people's lives Oh, that's awesome, Keith. Thank you so much. And and for everybody that's listening in or watching, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to another episode. Uh, I'm Tom Bell, and I'll, I'll catch you on the next episode.